Welcome to another episode of Weight Loss and Wellness Mastery, where you can get lean and healthy without diet programs, counting calories, and spending hours at the gym. I'm Melanie Kinch, and I'm your host today. Hey, 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 I hope you're enjoying your day. It's a beautiful, sunny, and very, very, very cold day here where I am, minus 37 degrees Celsius. So if you guys don't know what that is, if you're in Fahrenheit, it is crazy cold. So anyway, I got my big slippers and my fuzzy blanket and here I am. I am racing against my battery on my phone. So, um, because I'm not, I'm not with my phone charger at the moment, but I want to, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of inspiration, um, today. Well, and education too, because you know, I was on a, I'm a part of many, like a few different weight loss groups, right? Helping people, you know, inside those groups and things like that. And I was reading, this post that this lady had put up about her, you know, her weight loss story and journey and that kind of thing. And, and I started to kind of pay attention to what she was doing because man, oh man, this woman is waking, working way harder than she needs to. So she is, um, she's lost, you know, I I forget how much weight, but enough to, to notice, like she's lost, you know, she's done well, but this woman works out two hours every single day of the week in order to maintain her weight loss. And yes, I'm a big, huge believer in exercise. We have to exercise. Our bodies were made to move. We have to move. But I was wondering, I wonder why she has to work out for two hours every day. And then I started to pay attention to what she's eating. People started to ask her, you know, what it is that you're eating and what does your typical um, meal look like in a day? Well, get this. She said that, and and she was quite proud of the fact that she sits down to a steak every day, a huge steak every day, plus she eats Pringles and some other kind of chips all the time, because she said she's not willing to sacrifice the things she loves. And I I just thought, wow, there's such an easier way to lose weight. But see, here's the problem. It starts with what are we not willing to do without? So that big piece of steak that she eats every single day is loaded with fat. It's also very hard for our bodies to break that down. So yeah, so she's working out two hours a day. I don't even know how she fits that in if she has a job or a family. Like honestly, how do you work out at a gym for two hours every day? Plus she runs too, I think. So she must not have... I don't know. I'm not sure if she has a job or, or family. I, I don't know that. But I'm thinking if she does have a family and a job, she's going to take away significant amounts of time from other things that are important just to maintain her weight loss because of what she wants to eat. So there's an easier way. There's such an easier way than... This is something that I say to people. It's like, wouldn't it be easier just to change the way that you eat rather than have to sacrifice that hard? Um, and yet, like I said, do not get me wrong. Exercise, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to exercise. There's no way around it. You have to move. But if we make different choices about the food we eat, we don't have to necessarily work out hard like that two hours every day. Um, so what exactly are some of the things I, I want to talk to you about some of the 
nutrition a little bit, okay? Just because it was on my mind. Now, I've talked about nutrition in quite a few podcasts already, but, you know, repetition is the mother of all, they say. So here I go again. So in my, in my studying as a certified healthy lifestyle coach, I, I've realized how important digestion is. Digestion is the beginning of everything because it doesn't really matter what we're going to put in our mouth if we can't digest it. And again, remember, blood is the, the you know, our blood is the, the river of life, right? We need blood. We need healthy blood to be healthy. So if we are taking, you know, putting food into our bodies that, that are not good for us or that we're not necessarily digesting, because when you start digestion, the process of digestion actually starts before that food enters your stomach. It actually starts when you start to smell food. So when you start to smell your, your salivary glands and everything start to kick in because that, that process of chewing food and of swallowing food is where digestion, you know, that's the kickoff point, right? So the smelling of the food is causing our body to, to, to get ready for that food. And then we have to chew. So you want to chew your food well, right? Now, just, I might get some hate mail about this, but I really want, I really want you guys to be well. How long does it take to chew a piece of steak? Just a question. I mean, I've been a vegetarian for about seven or eight years. And so I don't remember necessarily about eating steak, but I do remember that it takes an awful long time to chew that to, to what it should be in order for us to swallow it. Now, do most people chew it that long? I don't think so. I've watched people, you know, eat their, eat their big pieces of steak and their steak can be gone as fast as my salad can. And so let's think about your stomach for a second. If you're going to put something heavy, heavy into your stomach and it's going to take forever to digest that, are you going to get the benefit from it anytime soon? And what's that going to do to, to the rest of your system? If, you're, if your system is taking forever to digest food, that means that the energy that is being used, utilized from your body, it's being taken from other systems in your body to digest that food. So if you're, okay, so we're starting at digestion at chewing. If you eat this big piece of steak and you're not chewing it very well and you swallow it, now your body has got to try and break this thing down. And hence, this is why a lot of constipation happens because that food doesn't get broken down. And so then it sits in your stomach. It starts to ferment. And now there's no fiber in any kind of meat or dairy or fat. There's no fiber. So you're, you're, there's nothing that's pushing that food through your intestines because the fiber that we get from fruits and vegetables, seeds, nuts, legumes, that kind of thing, that fiber pushes the food, the waste material out of our intestines which is what we need. We need the waste to get out and we need to digest that food as quickly as possible so that our, our system is not being overly taxed and, and trying to put too much energy into digesting this food. Therefore, other systems are not getting the energy because your, your, whole, your, your stomach is trying to do all, like is taking all the energy to, to get rid of 
what you put in it. So therefore, you're going to feel you're not going to have as much energy. You're not going to have as much mental clarity, right? Because it's going to take blood from your brain. It's going to take, you know, all the, the, the energy from all your other systems is going there. So you're going to, you're going to feel it in many other areas of your, of your life, except people don't know that because they've been trained that they need to eat meat and that's the only way to be healthy. And, and besides the fact that meat is a stimulant and it, it is addictive, just like sugar, it becomes very addictive and people do not want to give it up. But if they would stop and think about the, the process of that food going into their bodies and what their body is trying to do with it, it might be easier to, to sit back and go, okay, maybe a steak isn't my best friend. Maybe a hamburger is not my best friend, right? Um, now when I went, when I, like I used to eat meat, but I never, I never really liked it. I just did it because I thought I didn't know there was any other way. I'd never heard about being a vegetarian. I was, you know, in, in the rural Alberta where there was just, just cows, right? Just cows and chickens and pigs. And that's all I knew. But when I actually decided that I didn't want to eat it anymore and I realize that my body feels so much lighter, not, not just weight wise. I'm talking like internally, I feel like I just have so much more energy. Mental clarity is just way, way different when you're eating, um, plant-based as opposed to meat, dairy, or animal, animal-based. Your mental clarity is there. Your energy is there. You just feel so much more fit and so, and you think about how fast that stuff would digest. How fast is um, a big bowl of, of, of salad going to digest? It's going to digest quickly. How about, you know, your fruits, your vegetables, all those things, your nuts, your seeds, that stuff is fiber, it's bulk, but it is still going to break down fairly easily. So just think about that. When you, now, when you, when you really think about what you want how you want your life to look. Do you want to feel tired and drug out? Or do you want to feel alive and vibrant and ready to take on whatever life throws at you? Because I got I to gotta share a little bit with you. Um, I just was looking at this magazine and it says, um, okay, so listen to this. This comes from Dr. Hans Deal. He's the founder of the CHIP program, the Coronary Health Improvement Project. And this is what it says. It says the average risk of human disease for man, for a man eating meat, eggs, and dairy products is 45%. Just let that soak in for a second. 45%, an, an increase of 45% of getting heart attack, stroke, anything coronary related is increased when you eat animal products. Isn't that sort of scary? The, and listen to this, the risk for a man or woman who leaves off meat is 15%. However, the risk of a vegetarian who lose, leaves off meat, eggs, and dairy products drops to only 4%. Wow. So you're going to go from 45% risk of, of heart issues, heart attack, all the, those kinds of things, down to 4% risk if you become, if you eat vegetarian. And so I was listening, I was watching this girl and I thought, oh my goodness, I want to say something. Um, but I'm kind of new to the group. So I didn't, I didn't say anything yet, but I'm going to watch this lady because not only is she eating meat, but she's eating chips, chips. 
Okay, let's talk about fat. Now, this is, this is talking about fat and diabetes because, as I've mentioned before, where there is obesity, diabetes is very, very close behind if it's not already there. And so we want to work as hard as we can to avoid diabetes. Diabetes is terrible, terrible. I was in a nursing home. You can see people with their legs, one leg cut off, two legs cut off. You ask them what's going on. Oh, I had diabetes. I have diabetes. <gasps> wow. So it's worth being in a wheelchair for the rest of your life or not being able to see. That's the other thing. You can get diabetes, you can go blind, right? And, and a whole host of other things. There's a whole. So why would we not want to do our best to not get that disease or any, any disease, right? So you guys, my whole, this whole thing with weight loss and wellness, I don't actually care what size you are. I don't actually care, um, you know, if you're size zero or you're size 10, I, I actually don't care. But what I do care about and what I'm super passionate about is you being healthy, you being healthy. I want you to be able to get out there with your grandchildren. I want you to be able to go with your husband and go on that hiking trip or that or that camping trip or wherever, travel to wherever you guys have decided you wanted to go but aren't quite healthy enough to do so. I want you to be able to leave a legacy for your, your kids and your grandkids about how to be healthy and how to live differently. That's what I want for you. I want you to, to, to reach the purpose and the plan that has been created for you, just you. Do you know you're the only one that can do what you've been created to do? But if you're sick, if you're overweight and you're tired and you can't, you can't do the things you want to do, are you really going to be able to reach that plan and purpose that you've been created for? Not as easily. And that breaks my heart. That breaks my heart that people would sacrifice everything that they, they could have or could be in order to eat something that just simply tastes good in the moment. We have to really get clear what we, we have, you know, we can't sacrifice what we want most for what feels good right now in the moment. And that's, that's a lesson that I too have got to, you know, look at sometimes, not necessarily with food, but sometimes, you know, I will sacrifice time to get something done. Um, and then I miss out on something else. Right. But, but again, we have to know what our, what's most important to us and only you are going to know that. Only you are going to know what's most important. But when it comes to food, uh, it, it's insane. Like, just listen to this about um, a study involving 1,300 Colorado residents determined that those with a low carbohydrate and high fat diet were much more likely to develop diabetes. So, so low carb and high fat. What is this what is this girl that I was talking to you about? What is she eating? High fat cuz she's eating lots of meat and low carb. Right? Well, I guess not low carb cuz she's eating chips and those are refined carbs which are the worst kind to eat. But she didn't talk about anything about eating fruits and vegetables. And I thought, yeah, but look how hard she's working. And I mean, she might be feeling fine and I'm not here to judge her, but what I want you to be aware of is that you don't have to work that hard. You do not have to work out that hard in order to be healthy. Walking is one of the best exercises you could ever do. You go for a 60 minute walk a day, you're gonna see such major improvements. Even a 10 or 15 minute walk after every meal, you're gonna notice a difference. You're gonna sleep better. You're, you're gonna have less gas, less gas, less bloating. You're gonna start to just feel like 
You're energized, right? You, you want to do more. So start wherever you are, but, but start. And pay attention to the food that you're putting into your body. Pay attention to how, how, pardon me, how long it's going to take to digest that food, right? Do you want the energy and the nutrients from it in the next three or four hours? Or do you want those nutrients and whatever that come from it to be, to be you know, in the next 24 hours? So again, just, just look at it from a bigger perspective. Take the take the blinders off for a second and, and think about more than just the taste of it. Now, okay, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Um, eat, becoming a vegetarian does not mean that you have to have bland and tasteless food that you just eat, you know, uh, raw vegetables or, I mean, I love raw vegetables, but so that's hard for me, but, but some people don't like the thought of eating raw vegetables, but do you know what? There are so many amazing recipes that you can make with all plant-based food. So many, so, so, so many of them. And that food can taste better than anything, right? Any other kinds of food. Uh, so, so don't think that you have to have just boring, boring, boring kinds of food. There are so many different kinds of food. Um, I want you to look at your vegetables. Before I close here, I want you to look at some vegetables and tell me what they resemble, okay? So this is going to be a little bit of a challenge for you. I want you to cut a slice a carrot, like, like so that it's still round. Slice it. Look at the inside of that thing. What does it look like? I bet you're going to see that it looks like, the, looks like an eye. It's got a little pupil inside there. And why is that? Because carrots are good for your eyes. What about tomatoes? If you cut a tomato open... These are a superfood that are good for your heart and your blood. Well, when you cut it open, it has four chambers inside of it, just like our heart does. Do you see that? Super cool. Celery and rhubarb are both really good for the bones. The bones are 23% sodium, and celery and rhubarb are 23% uh, sodium as well. Now, is that kind of a coincidence? I don't really think so. So you, you want to uh, look at an avocado. An avocado, when you cut it open and the pit is still inside there, what does it look like? Well, maybe you don't know what the, what the womb looks like, but the, um, when a woman, researchers have shown that when a woman eats one avocado a week, it balances her hormones, sheds unwanted birth weight, and prevents cervical cancer. Amazingly, it takes exactly nine months for an avocado to grow from blossom to ripen fruit. Nine months. Where have you heard that before? <laughs> I think it takes nine months for us to create a baby in our tummies too, right? What about walnuts? Take a look at walnuts. What do they look like outside of the shell? They look like a, a little brain. They got a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere and they have little wrinkles and everything just like our brains. And what do we know about walnuts? Well, maybe you don't know, but I know walnuts are really, really good for our brains. What about a kidney bean? Now, do I even have to <laughs> I even have to say anything? Look at the shape of a kidney bean. It looks like a kidney. And get this, they actually do help heal the kidney and maintain their function. <laughs> what about grapes? Look how they hang in clusters like that, right? And they sort of look like little blood cells. 
Well, again, research has shown that grapes are indeed a profound heart and blood vitalizing food. Now, again, I don't mean to beat up meat. Well, I kind of do. Um, what does a big hunk of steak look like? I'm just going to leave that with you. I'm just going to let you figure that all out on your own. But think about what our bodies were designed to do and how you want yours to act and react and start making different choices. Because you know what? We've trained ourselves to eat a certain way. We've trained ourselves that we've trained our taste buds, right? I love this. I love this. And I know that I know that I know that we can retrain them as well. I used to love milk chocolate. Well, you know what? I decided I was going to change that. I had heard that dark chocolate was better. This was quite a few years ago. And I'd heard that dark chocolate was better. And so I, I decided I'm going to switch to dark chocolate. So then I ate dark chocolate for years and years and years. Now, if someone gives me a piece of milk chocolate, I, I don't even enjoy it. It's like, that just doesn't taste good to me. It doesn't taste good. So what was that all about? That used to be my favorite thing in the whole world. And now I don't even like the taste of milk chocolate. So we can retrain our taste buds. So the more often that you try something, so say a vegetable that you didn't like, the, the, the better or the more likely you will be at, at getting, you know, getting more used to it and, and actually craving it later on. So my challenge to you today is to start to pay attention to what it is that you're putting in your body because food can be our most important medicine or it can be our most deadly poison. The choice is really, really up to you. So I'm going to leave you with that today. And again, if you haven't grabbed the, the free report, you know, five reasons that middle-aged women fail at weight loss and what they can do about it, go ahead and get it now. It is uh, at weightlossandwellnessmastery.com. You can grab it there. And there's some really cool stuff in there that's going to maybe, maybe help you get through this, this weight loss thing a little bit easier. So I hope that you got some goodness out of this today. And I look forward to being back with you again very soon. So uh, take care and I talk and I will talk to you again very soon. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye. God bless.